0: Hello welcome along to Third and Goal, and you'll be pleased to hear the full band is back together. Uh, I'm Dan, and I'm joined, as ever, I'll say as ever, I'm missing a few bits, by, by Rob and Jamie. How are we doing, gentlemen?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, Dan. How are you?
0: I'm okay, mate. I'm over COVID from last week. It beat me up a bit last week, but uh, back to the grind and life carries on, right? So,
1: Yeah, that's, that's it.
0: Good. Jamie, how's the the far north?
2: Rob's the yeah, north, well... must be the far north. Oh, all good, mate. Nothing exciting going on up here. But uh, glad to hear exactly you, boys. Honest. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear you, boys, are uh, fitting well again. So good news. I spoke to someone once, and they said, "You realise
0: why house prices are so cheap up north, did not you?" I was like, "No, why?" He said, "Because nothing ever happens up here, so we have to travel to London every time we want to do something exciting. So it even itself <laughs> out.
2: The travel expenses over the
0: year and the house prices for thirty years—they even themselves out."
2: <laughs> Sounds about right, doesn't it?
0: It does, right? So. Um, Guys, we're going for our division previews. We're going to get into shortly the NFC West, but I think we should just spend a couple of minutes talking about some rather large breaking news, I guess, has happened both yesterday and today. So, first of all, yesterday, Deshaun Watson has picked up a six-game ban and no fine. Who wants to lead off with that? What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll stick me, me, me five pence in there straight away. Um, I know the initial initial findings has come out and said it's a six-game ban, but that's potentially not the end of it. I, I've been reading a little bit up on it that the book still sort of stands with, with Goodell. He can increase that if he if he wishes to do so. Um, I know the Players Association have come out and said, obviously, they're not going to contest a six-game ban. If that was then to, to manifest itself any higher, I think that it could get ugly. So I don't know... Where the NFL goes from there, really, to be honest, if you accept the ban, every man these his dog's going to be going absolutely crackers because six games, in my eyes, isn't long enough. And if they try and increase it, which apparently they're, they're entitled to do, they can they can say, no, six games isn't enough. We, we can increase it. Then it's going to end up in, in the court somehow. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a long, drawn-out process again. So... I don't know where they go from there, but all I would say is, is six games for however many offences, if you if you can call it offenses Obviously, Transgressions. He found, right. transgressions, he wasn't found guilty, was he? So you know, the number of those incidents, shall we call them, um warrants a six-game ban. I think I think six games are extremely lenient. Um you look at some of the previous, you know, the previous um, suspensions that have been handed out for, for X, Y, and Z offence. It, it just doesn't marry up. You had the Ezekiel Elliott uh, domestic violence uh, incident. It was six game ban for that. Obviously, you've got the Calvin Ridley uh, gambling affair. He's twelve month ban. Um, so yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's nowhere near long enough. But I, I don't think this is the end of the story.
0: Bro, I'll come to you in a minute. I just want to touch on you mentioned like the the Roger Goodell still has the option to extend it this is the first case that's gone through the CBA that the NFLPA and the NFL agreed I think the NFL can almost use this to hide behind I think if they appeal it it makes a mockery of the the CBA agreement and therefore they can kind of the NFLPA will argue what was the point of having it in the first place if you're just going to override this independent arbitrator yeah. um, whether they agree with the decision or not, I do think they can use it as an opportunity to hide behind it and go, Well, no, we agreed, we listened to this independent panel. The independent panel has ruled. And I think I think they probably will hide behind it. I think I'm not quite sure how it works. With Goodell has, or the NFL itself has independent power to extend, or whether they have an appeals power to go back to the panel and ask them to relook at it. I'm not entirely sure. If it's an appeal, I think they will appeal to look like they're doing the right thing externally, whether it changes the decision or not, I doubt. But whatever the decision is, the NFL and Goodell himself can hide behind this CBA agreement and say, no, look, you asked us to outfarm it, to do it this way, we've done it this way, we need to respect that decision.
1: Um, Rob, what's your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to say I'm shocked, but I'm not Really? Um, from the sense of, and I'm not just talking about the NFL, I'm talking about professional sports organizations and leagues in general. That, as I said in our group chat the other day, they're really good at making themselves look incompetent. Um, you know, some of the decisions, you know, things that the Premier League and EFL and, you know, <coughs> the decisions that they come out with and the NFL's you know, exactly the same and you know it's been a long-running theme in the NFL particularly for uh, domestic violence or violence in general um, and sexual assault as well and you'd have thought in this day and age that they might take a bit of a harder line on it but I guess where they're coming from, and obviously, we weren't there, so we don't know the truth. And it's all that he's not actually being found guilty technically of, of anything, it's all alleged. So, um, I guess maybe that plays into it. But I think when you look at what's happened, some of the things that Deshaun Watson said, um, when he's been interviewed that you know got leaked on Twitter and things like that, and the fact that the Texans reached settlements with. 30 women for enabling him and and things like this, it doesn't look good Um, and yeah I'm appalled really I guess, Um, like I say without knowing the the full details and full extent because you know the circle of people that actually know what actually happened is mainly those 30 women and, and Deshaun Watson himself um but yeah I think from the NFL's point of view now they've hired an independent arbitrator to review the case over three days and the lady in charge of that has put a ruling together and I think if the NFL do have the power to say we don't agree with that we're going to extend it i think that's going to open a can of worms that they don't want because then deshaun watson and yeah. his they are then going to come out and say well what was the point in having someone independent she's ruled this she's qualified to rule that uh, to do this <coughs> the nfl and the nfl players association basically appointed her and, and now you're not agreeing with her so i, I think that opens up a can of williams if they appeal i think Maybe that's a little bit better from the NFL's point of view, but I don't know. Knowing what professional sports organisations and leagues are like, I think the NFL will be thinking if we can just help to sweep this under the carpet now and in six, 12 months' time, it will all be forgotten.
0: So we've seen a lot, and Jamie mentioned it as well, comparing this punishment and penalty to that of Calvin Ridley's, of a year ban for gambling, roughly $1,500 on an accumulator his team. For me, the two aren't comparable. First of all, it's written in their contracts and agreement, betting is not allowed, this is your punishment. Ridley went flat out against that. He knew the punishment for the crime he committed, although it's not a crime, I get it, but he breached his rules. Whether that's right or wrong, he knew that, right? And there is clear evidence to that fact. No different to you or I, paying for an hour' as a parking and taking an hour and a half you know the penalty you get you get a parking ticket at the end of it right well, I mean, you made that huh?
1: Haven't you done that
0: yeah but but that's it you know <laughs> you know the you know the punishment for breaking that agreement, right?
1: Yeah, I get that. but on the flip side, it's not written into contracts that you must not sexually assault no, anyone who's implied. That. but yeah, that's human nature implied that- right? That is in the laws of that but country. This
0: is there where I'm going to take off my subjective opinionated hat. And my opinionated hat says, for the record, a six-game ban for the situation we find ourselves in is nowhere near enough. It's absolutely abhorrent and disgusting and so on. The objectional hat on says, of the 30-odd cases, 24 cases, whatever it was, the ruling panel could only rule on five because that's all that was outstanding that morning. He was found not guilty. He still to this date states he's not guilty, and whether you choose to believe him or not is everyone's independent opinion and we all have it. Um, but they can only rule on the facts of that basis that day. Right? Do you not agree that they can use it? They if they give him a a year's ban, a two year ban, something must have happened. No, they're just gonna go, Well, actually, no, he didn't, he's not guilty. There is no case, there is no claim. He's still now his team are saying that. Is guilty and they're not happy with six but they'll accept it it's hard right if they give him too much it goes the other way you can only we have all assumed guilt based on the situation and i think it's very hard to assume any other way based on the facts that we know as public but the panel can't take into account how things appear or how things are they can only deal with the facts on the day the facts on the day were five cases, no guilt, no lawsuit, no criminal investigation. So to get banned in the eyes of the facts, in the facts, he's done nothing wrong. Now he must have done to get him, but factually he hasn't.
1: Yeah, Does that um, make sense. Swing this a little bit towards. And I'm not going to dwell upon it too much because it's boring, I guess, and not yep. really that But going back to the AFL. Uh so two three years ago with COVID, it's all a bit of a blur. Uh Sheffield Wednesday were gonna fall foul of uh, profit and loss. Yep. So the owner sold the stadium to himself. Yep. From the- himself. yep. <laughs> and uh they put it in the accounts so the afl then said you're not allowed to do that because there's a um discrepancy between the date that the money hit your bank yep. and what you claim to be the sale date. Obviously a company the size of Sheffield Wednesday has to have independent auditors who are I know from dealing with auditors and things like that. Yep. they <laughs> Yeah and they make sure that everything is correct yep. because that's their job yep. and then they get filed with the HMRC who again will look for any opportunity to find a company the auditors signed it off and said, yeah, this is perfectly legit. It went to the HMRC, who said, yeah, that's perfectly legit. And the F.L. said, no, we still don't like it. And doctors' uh, points, which relegated yeah. us from the championship.
2: Oh, so right.
1: that's a case of, you know, professional sports league going against what some independent auditors yeah. and the HMRC had said. Which, again, at the time, I thought the F.L. you know, this <laughs> went But... I'll try and spell it out for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't
1: need to see it. That's M. What? No. <laughs> uh, that would, uh, Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. Uh, yeah. No. Like yeah.
0: Yeah. What? What? You do that to move your fingers then.
1: Yeah. So you guys but, know what I'm saying. But I do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I personally think that if the league or the Person who has ruled upon this had thought, you know what? In the eyes of the law, he's not been charged with anything. It's gone to two grand juries, and they've dismissed yep. it both times because of a lack of evidence. Then, why did he get six games at all? And I know what she'd said in a report that he had. But they've gone under the, the
0: grounds of bringing the game into disrepute, type thing, yeah. right? That's what we over <clears> here yeah. We said yeah, we, but if he's not done in anything the wrong, contracts there is a. Behavioural type element in their contracts that they'd not be
1: the smirch type
0: thing. So yeah, by having he has done that.
1: If all he's done is gone to a non-NFL approved masseuse for a massage, then that's not really bringing the game into dispute. It's the thing that he's allegedly removed his towel and got his penis yeah. out and yeah. rubbed it up against the hands, which then. Yeah, that's bringing the game into dispute, but it is also sexual assault. So I think they're, you know, they're. I don't, I don't know. I think the fact that they've found him to have done something wrong to some extent, say, he's banned for six games. In the eyes of what those allegations are, then the ban is not long enough by far. And I don't think Correct. anybody would have missed him if it had been banned for life, other than no. Sean Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Correct.
0: Correct. And the does think, but what I've been really struggling with is the comparison to Ridley and Brown because they're miles apart
1: in terms of evidence and what they are and they have to be looked at individually I guess what people are saying is that so it's um it's not as bad to go and allegedly sexually assault 30 people it's much worse to that $1,500 on your own team
0: Personally, I don't think anybody under the employ of any sports organisation in any way should be gambling on any sports team. It leaves itself corrupt. That's why there's been no sports team in Vegas till recently, because of the opportunity for corruption there. And us all as fans want the integrity of the sport to remain.
1: I'm going to stop you there. You cannot say Calvin Ridley is potentially corrupt when he bet on the Falcons to win. He wanted to throw that money away.
0: How many players on the other team did he go to college with? Has he friends with? Has he met at all-star games? Simple yeah, phone he calls, can't, split he, the he, difference. He, have a fumble. He
2: can't influence he that result, surely. Yeah, of course he can.
0: Who's your player? Whoever it was, I know you're playing. You find the running back on the other side. Have a fumble. Get a pick six for us. I'll drop you a couple of million into it. Job done. It leaves itself open for it. I'm not saying he did or he could, but he could have done. It leaves itself open for it. So nobody in my eyes under the employ of any professional sports organisations should be able to gamble on
1: said sport. Personally. I agree with that. I just oh, don't yeah. think it's warranting of a worse ban than... Uh, no, but it prolific. wasn't
0: deemed for an independent arbitrator.
1: That was in the rules. You gamble on the sport, you
0: get a year's ban. That's black and white. That was in That's in their agreements. It's not whether Ridley's is too long here. I think the issue is that Watson's appears too short.
2: Yeah. Oh no. There's, there's there's no issue with with Ridley's with Ridley's length <laughs> of his ban. As you say, it's black and white. He's gambled. he's yep. gambled on the game. You can't do it. Yep. End of. Correct. Fair enough. That's not the issue. I think I think it's just people, like you said, drawing the comparison of the, of the length of the ban. Yep. It's, it's laid out in black and white that you get 12 months for, for doing X, yep. Yep. but allegedly doing Y times five times times 30 times. Yep. It's, and it's one, time is, yeah. Yeah, one exactly. time is too many. Allegedly yeah, one time yes, too many. be honest Exactly. So,
0: um, right, let's move on from that because somebody else has been breaking rules. Um, and it appears the Miami Dolphins are in a spot of bother as well. So I have not seen a lot of this this afternoon. Um, but I think from memory they've lost their 2023 20, first-round pick and their 2024 third-round pick for... Tampering. Now, I believe it was with Brady in. I don't know the years under the employ of both the Patriots and the Bucks, and also Sean Payton last year while he was under the employ of the Saints. Is that? Yeah. how you guys understand it?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Because my understanding of this was, you might know better, Dan, but I think it sort of came out after. Brady unretired himself. That when he retired, he some of these talks with the Dolphins were that he was trying to become a part owner and then get traded to them so he could be a part owner and, and play for them. Now, I don't know how much truth was in that, I can just remember that people sort of said that's the reason he retired to try and pursue that. And then when it fell through, he unretired for the books. Um, black I'm just recall seeing that when that happened at the time. Fair.
0: Punishment fit to crime. Happy with it?
2: I love it. No, I think it's fair, it's fair enough. Got um, no no issue with it. Trying not to not to be not to have a biased view of it. But if you, you know, you you're tapping up somebody else's quarterback who's under contract. Again, that you know, that's that's in the rules, you can't be doing that. So no no so, problem with that whatsoever. I've seen somebody <laughs> here go full
0: conspiracy theory here, right? Whether you believe this or not, I don't know. It's probably just a mild, mad, made up rumour. Two days before the Bloyan Flores lawsuit dropped against the Dolphins, two days before Brady retired. The day before the lawsuit dropped, Sean Payton decided to take a year off from coaching. Both of them took themselves away from the NFL in forty-eight true. hours before Brian Flores's lawsuit dropped. Right? <laughs> um, don't know if there's anything in that. I doubt there is. Just thought it was a weird, bizarre coincidence. So um,
1: they have been cleared of throwing games in twenty nineteen as well. That was part of this. Uh, yes, as well.
0: Yes, and they do still have a first round pick, I believe. Right?
1: They have the Niners
0: pick for twenty twenty three. Yeah, so they that for Hill. They do still have the Niners' pick, right? Yeah, but like there'll be thirty-one picks next year in the first round. So one poor player is going to miss out on a fifth-year option. Somewhere yeah. down the line. But... anyway, law-breaking aside, back to our divisional preview. I missed you guys. Did the NFC South? I'm gonna just presume you both had the Bucks winning the division. Yeah. Just <laughs> recap that for me. We did. And you both had the Falcons finishing last. No, we didn't. <laughs> Just quickly for me. Have you got it in front of you? What record did you have the Falcons on, Rob?
1: 11 and... No, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> all right, Fred. All right, Fred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 4 and
2: 13. Okay. Similar, Jamie? 3 and 14, but I had them bottom of the division.
1: I've got
0: 3 and 14, so <laughs> they are not all a million miles apart there, so... Anyway, NFC West today. Who wants to pick their worst team in the NFC and tell us why?
2: Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, on, I have gone with the Seattle Seahawks. I've got them at a record of five and twelve. Nice. I think they've shot shot themselves in the foot massively with the Russell Wilson trade. Um, I, I think it was it was a case of Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson. Pick, you yes. know, pick your poison. Who goes? I personally think they made the wrong decision. I clear yeah. house, got got rid of uh, Pete Carroll and that that power struggle that's going on there. Yeah. I think Russ I stays. Um Obviously, they've had um, they've still been bitten by that Jamal Adams trade. I know I'm gonna gonna bang yeah. on from a, a Jets point of view again, but the, you know they've spent an awful lot of capital on on a safety. Um, which I think I think's hindered their ability in this draft. I know that they moved some pieces and, and got some back with uh, with the Russell Wilson trade, but I definitely think that's you know that hasn't worked out as well as it should have done for them. Uh, the question mark with quarterbacks going to cause them a problem regardless of which one of the two are are under center. Um, so yeah, I think they're uh, I think they're going to struggle mightily this year.
1: Fair, agree, Rob. Hard to see of that, right? Yeah, definitely bottom uh, bottom of my divisional rankings. I think last year we were talking about these four teams in this division, and you could just <laughs> before last season kicked off, you could have them in ranked in any order depending on how you viewed the teams. But I just feel like they've taken a massive, massive step backwards. Um, I think the quarterback room worst in the NFL for me. Um, you know what, I really want to like. I do like Drew Lock, but and I really want him to do well. But you know, should flashes at the Broncos and and then he'd look terrible. And um, but with him and Geno Smith, I think it's fair to say that you know, probably I've got the the worst two quarterbacks, and probably not a lot for Seahawks fans to be inspired about. Um, just a little bit on Chris Carson. What a you know fantastic running back. Yep. And uh, obviously he's tired this this week, so uh, that's a shame. Rashard Penny is someone else who you know I had high hopes for, and what's he been in the league now? Three, four, Can't five. Say it, Kenny. No, and that's the problem. He's top of their depth chart right now. All right, we they've drafted Kenneth Walker, who you'd imagine is going to get a lot more opportunities in his yep. in his rookie season, um, and I think Rashard Penny. He's got the ability. He just can't stay fit. Um Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf's value, I think, is going to plummet based on the quarterbacks. Um Yeah, I, I think when you look at the other three teams in this division, they're the one that's heading backwards fast.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've only got them at two and fifteen. I've even got them losing to the Falcons in Week Three. So, yes, um, not a lot of hope for me. One of the Falcons. Few weeks. <laughs> How bad must the Seahawks be? Um, and also in one of the toughest divisions in football. So I've got them at zero and six
1: in the division. So, um, yeah, not great for them. Robby, yeah, you're I've, sitting
0: in
1: third. I've got them at three and 14, just to get mine in there. Okay. Third? I've got the 49ers.
0: Okay. Ooh.
1: Um. Again, the, you know, the, they're a team that's still... Absolutely stacked with talent. I look up and down their roster and, you know, there's so much to like there. Um, you know, they got into the playoffs last season, the year before they were absolutely, they were, you know, Super Bowl contenders for me if they could stay fit and it just, injuries blighted them. Um, so there's yep. a real lot to like on their roster. Um I think it's the toughness of the division. I've got them at 9 and
0: 8.
2: OK. Does we differ with that? You've got the Niners somewhere else? <clears throat> I've got the Niners one spot higher, but I've got them on the same record, 9 and 8. I've got the Cardinals oh. uh, third in the division on 7 and 10. Okay. I just think that that start of the season that they've got without uh, tough, right? Hopkins... Um, I don't know, six games this say Not not a long time in the NFL with, with the you know the current length of the season. But I just think he's an integral part of that offense. Uh you yep. take him away, and all of a sudden you, you know you you don't have the the, the same sort of impact to, to stretch the field. Uh yes, they've traded for Hollywood Brown, um, uh, but he's absolutely not, not the same player as D Hop. Um so yeah, I think I think they'll do all right, like I say. Um I've got them in a- Seven and ten, but I don't think the, the you know the, the the finished article you saw last season that they came sort of tearing out of the gates we're, were absolutely on fire, Um and then they just fell away towards the end of the season. I don't think they're going to have as, as good of a start as I mentioned. So yeah, I think they're uh, they, they're going to take a step back this season.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on the Cardinals. To be I've got them at third in the division. I've got them at six and eleven, so a game worse than than yourself there. Um Yeah, I think missing Hopkins. Hopkins probably hasn't got long left in him now, but he's still a difference maker on the field. I think actually the second half of the season they could be okay, because the Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins combined feels quite nice. Um, A lot of work on James Connor. There's not a lot of backup in in Arizona for James Connor. I know Rob's being a bit biased because his best mate is a Cardinals fan, so good old Tom, I'm sure, probably listens and Rob's trying to butter him up a little bit. But, um, no, the Cardinals for me, just going to be sort of expectation again. Tough division. And I'm a bit higher on the Niners. I had the Niners doing really well last year, making the playoffs and progressing. And it turns out they did. I actually had them winning the division last year, um, which I couldn't do. And on the Niners, I think that the core of the team still there. It's going to be a huge stage for Trey Lance and whether now they're committing to him if he can deliver. But the guy has every opportunity and every ability to be a difference maker. So if he can settle himself in and find that rhythm um, I really like the Niners this year. So I'm guessing you've got the Niners second Jamie?
2: Yeah second at uh, <coughs> 9 and 8. Okay. As you mentioned I, I think obviously it all hinges on Trey Lance doesn't it? But yep. you look at some of the some of the quarterbacks who obviously had the, the first years last year, um, you look at what Trevor Lawrence had to work with, what Zach Wilson potentially had to work with, yeah. um, Mac Jones, although he obviously did did better than the other two we mentioned, you know, didn't have a, a great deal to work with. Trey Lance has got everything he could want and more in yeah. an offense to succeed. He's had a year sitting there, obviously, you know, getting integrated into the system, played a few a, a few minutes um but with all the talent around him he he's got the best platform to uh to you know to move forward um and i think even if he's he's average you know he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to set the world on fire and i think you'll uh, you know he'll, he'll be able to string a string a decent amount of wins together just by being being sort of your, your middle of the road anything better than that then you know you could see them, you could see them progressing, progressing quite well, and uh, and going above that nine nine win mark that I've got. But I, I say I base that on him being steady away, nothing, nothing hugely exciting, but just based on the talent that's it's around a, them.
0: It's a Carl Shanahan quarterback, right? You haven't got to be outstanding, Jimmy Garoppolo, exactly, can prove that yeah, and they can be successful. So um, I've actually got the Niners at eleven and six, second in the division, fifth in the NFC, heading into the playoffs. So. Um, that first kind of wildcard spot there. Rob, you obviously Diver, so you've got the cards at second. Tell us what record you've got there, Matt, and why you're trying to butt a Tom
1: up. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm trying to butt a Tom up because I drove past him twice yesterday, once on the way to work and once on the way back and he hey, rang me both lift. times. He rang me both times and said, just driven past you he ignored me. And I didn't even see
0: him. Oh. So. <laughs> Was it raining? Because
1: it and <laughs> um, But it's a tough one. I think they've both got really good teams. Um, I just feel like, with the exception probably of running back, maybe I prefer San Francisco's top two wide receivers for sure. Um, <laughs> Samuel and Neu. I think the Cardinals have got more depth there, and I think they've got more depth. And quality everywhere else as well. Um, Not much, really. You know DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I prefer. You know, once you've got past Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, the Forty ers
2: George Kittle,
1: yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about wide receivers here. So okay, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Yep, I don't feel like San Francisco got depth there
0: okay You've yeah got, i agree with that dwan Jennings and in, players like that you mean as
1: opposed uh, to Richard bateman and stuff yeah so you got aj green all right he's not the player he was rondell no. moore i'm a huge fan of yeah. um yeah i'd rather Kittle over Ertz. yeah um, but i think last year max williams in the first part of the season he really shone um he obviously got an injury they've got trey mcbride as well now yeah um You know, beyond George Kittle and fitness is going to be an issue for him as well. Um, I don't think the 49ers have got that same depth behind them. Um, Obviously, um, Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Trey Lance as well. Um, Currently, yeah. I know what you're saying about, you know, James Connery had a great season last year, but, you know, the Cardinals haven't got a huge lot behind him. Um, No. I think they've got a good defense as well. They've got plenty of pieces to like on there. Um, You know, JJ Watt's getting older, but their defensive line um, can be pretty nasty. Um, They've got Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, at linebacker, Buda Baker at free safety. So, you know, the 49ers have got good defence as well. I just felt, when I looked at the two teams, like the Cardinals got a better set of rotational players for when they're called upon them, the 49ers do
0: okay fair so that leaves us all with the rams finishing top of the division comfortably on record guys
2: uh, i've got them at a uh, 15 and 2 which might be a tad high might be you know recency bias and um, obviously based on last season but uh, no, I like what they've done in the. I like what they've done in the off season. Um, obviously kept kept the majority together. Uh, like the Alan Robinson pickup, Um, and he slides okay. in there nicely. Bobby Wagner, I just think it's absolutely an awesome bit of business bringing him in, uh, from Seattle. So yeah, I've got got no issues with their, you know, with their roster whatsoever, and I think they're going to be uh, you know, going to be in the mix for the year, uh, the championship game again this year. Rob? Yeah, I've got 14, 14
1: and a bit 3. So. Okay. Yeah, well, 14 and
2: 3. I'm at 13 so. and
0: 4, so we're all kind of thereabouts. you like the Rams? I think it's be quite comfortable for them?
1: I don't think it's going to be comfortable because I think the Cardinals and the 49ers are two really good teams that, you know, those divisional games could really be key. I think they're definitely the best team on paper with the most quality. Um but as we know in sport in the NFL, a lot can come into it, injuries can come into it. Um so right sitting here right now, I'd be saying that the Rams are probably the strongest team on paper in the NFC. Um but there's a long way to go from here. Yeah. And they're not the box <laughs> <laughs> They're not <coughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so I mean, they've got a relatively... They opened the season, didn't they, obviously, with the Bills, which is a game, I think, despite the fact it's the first game of the season we're all looking forward to it anyway, is a game we'd all look forward to in any given week. Right? Yeah. Could quite easily, on a toss of a coin, been in the Super Bowl last year. The Bills would have got past the Chiefs and had a fair shot at the Bengals in the championship game, right? Uh, I think, for me, the Bills are the best all-round team in football right now. Um, So that is going to be an incredibly tough opening game for them. I mean, let's face it, they could throw the Browns versus the Jags out on that opening Thursday night and it would be record-viewing numbers anyway, right? But we all just want football back at this stage. So to open with a game like that, (laughs) it is pretty nice. Um, They play the NFC South, the Rams. So barring the Bucks. isn't a lot of competition. The NFC South teams are a bit hit and miss this year. The Rams should fancy their chances against the other three, I'd have thought. Um, and then outside of that, well, they got, we got Green Bay, Raiders, Broncos. So they play the AFC West as well. So, I mean, there's some tough games against the AFC West teams. They're going to be beating each other up. So there's there's a lot of games when I looked at the Rams here, and especially latter in the season. I thought actually could kind of go each way. Because I have a run here of Raiders, Green Bay, Broncos, Chargers, and the Chiefs are just two weeks before that as well. So there's kind of a five, six-week, one, two, three, four, <clears throat> five, six-week spell there, where they're going to be pretty tough going into the back end of the season. And in that six weeks, actually, I've only got beaten beat in the Seahawks, who I haven't mentioned. And the Chargers, so I've actually got two and four through that six weeks. Um, I think the early schedule with Falcons, Cowboys, Panthers. I think they're going to be grateful Saints, and I think they'll be grateful for them and get their points on the board and their wins on the board early and put themselves in a better position. So, um,
2: any difference of opinion to that or no, not for me. I mean. I had them losing to the Bills and the Bucks. Have and you then, got winning? So you've got the Bills winning game one. Yeah, yeah, I've got the Bills winning game one. Nice. Um that's see I I agree that they're the best best team in the NFL for me. You know, outright. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> looking at that that stretch towards the end, as you as you mentioned, um when you look at it that way, they lose one of those games, lose a bit of momentum. Then it, you know a couple of them could easily swing either way. Um, yeah. So now, yeah, they, they could, they could definitely. Uh, well, that's it. If they, they haven't won the only games, and games. And
0: the Niners, all the cards are on their towel and they're chasing them. There's added pressure on them games, and they are not. You are not going to want to play the Raiders, the Packers, the Broncos, and the Chargers four in a row, needing wins.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think they need to get out the gate early. And put these wins on the board and try and lock up their position a little bit, really. Awesome. Anything else you guys want to cover tonight, then? <coughs> no, for it. me, no.
1: That wraps up our NFC it divisions, does. doesn't it? Who um, are the seven teams
0: you've got in the playoffs quickly? Have you got that to hand?
1: Not handy. Let me just.
0: Oh, it's on the number. If you've got a divisions, it's the green numbers next to them. You guys are so
1: unprepared. No, Mine cut off. It's on... Uh, uh, oh.
0: oh,
2: here we are. Bucks, Saints, Rams, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Packers.
0: Exactly the same, Jamie. Yeah. different. I guess you haven't done that in all. You've done that in division. No, I just oh, went straight down the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but I've got the same set. <laughs> Rob's underprepared and hasn't Rams. done
1: his work. You know what? Go on, Rams. I've got Rams, Cardinals, 49ers.
0: All free from the Packers, division.
1: Cowboys, Books. And, and then I've got um, three teams done in nine. Okay. One, on of <laughs> One of them. One of them. One of them.
0: So you got three teams coming out of the NFC West interesting yeah interesting first so the only difference you've got is you make it you have the cardinals in and me and jamie don't
2: yeah well That's just well,
0: I you feel I bad for not picking tom up tom doesn't again <laughs> out of him mate because his car he's got a nice posh car he doesn't like people in it making it dirty now no i
1: drove past him in he was in his car driving the opposite way. Oh, okay. I, I thought
0: really. he was... Okay, that's different then. You wouldn't have seen him. Yeah, okay. I thought he was walking down the road to work and you just clearly drove past him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have done that as well.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, nothing else covering, guys? We're about done. Um, wrap it up. Call it a night. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Guys, yep. thanks for joining us. It's good to all be back together. It's been a few weeks since the three of us have all been on, so that's been fun. And I guess next week we... Uh, switch our focus to the AFC, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Look forward to it. All right, guys, thanks very much for the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, everyone.